It's not about, it's not always about the content of what you do, but like who you are, like for better or worse. It's like you kind of have to have both. If you keep that secondary and you make the content first and create quality and provide value and build that foundation, then the rest may come later. Welcome back to Business Talk, the TikTok marketing podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs who want real strategies to generate leads and sales directly from TikTok. I'm your host, Austin Armstrong, and I'll be interviewing real business owners from every industry that are leveraging TikTok to grow their business. You can connect with me on TikTok at SocialtyPro. Let's jump into it. Today's guest is Evan Lieberman, otherwise known as Evan the Counselor. He's a verified TikTok creator in the behavioral health and addiction industry with over 1 million followers. By day, Evan is a licensed mental health professional and licensed addiction counselor in Minnesota. After hours, his passion is creating content in the behavioral health space that is both educational and entertaining. And he does such a fantastic job at this. Evan, thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So how did you how did you first get a hold of TikTok? Like what what made you want to tackle this platform of all the platforms out there? Yeah, it's funny. So it was, the story is right. I was I was riding my bike. I live in Minneapolis. I like to go around the river, right? And I like listen to podcasts. And I was actually listening to a business podcast. I was in all sorts of stuff. And they had a guest. It was actually like real estate focused. You know, I do some of that and. They brought a guest on and he talked about how like really quickly he built a following on TikTok. And just it just put a light bulb up because I've been like working on a book and I thought, you know, hey, if I could start putting content, I mean, I have a bunch of random knowledge, you know, and been doing this for a long time. And I thought, hey, maybe if I could build a, some kind of following, maybe that would help. Um, promote this book if I ever get that out. So that was that was the original idea. Um, and I knew nothing about TikTok. I just thought it was like a dance app or whatever. But then I, you know, had heard that it's you know really uh extending to other areas. And uh yeah, so I just downloaded it and just started posting bad videos and uh, <laughs> But yeah, that's that's how it's so that was October 2020, I think is when I October 14th is when I posted my first TikTok. And I left it up too. So you could go you could go see it if you want. <laughs> I love that. I love to see the uh the progression of yeah. uh, where somebody started to the phenomenal success that you've had. Now in this space in particular, in the behavioral health space, I, I know this space very well. You do such a phenomenal job. Uh, communicating helpful educational uh, content, as well as creating scenarios that are really relatable to people. Have you had video marketing experience before, or how did you sort of learn how to do what you do? How did you learn to communicate this way in a in a social media setting? Yeah, I hadn't no, I had no experience doing making videos, social media, anything like that. Um, I. Yeah, I mean, I just started posting videos and then I think like everyone else, I got just sucked into TikTok, you know, and just, you know, it was just consuming a ton of content and seeing what other people did and being like, oh, okay, I like that. Like this video is better than what I do, right? This looks better. This is more clever, right? And um, so then I'm like, how can I do that? Like, how can I execute that? Right. It took me like a couple months before I realized what a ring light is. And like, yeah, and you know, it's like warm lighting. I mean, it looks terrible in my living room and the sound, you know, I was like using my earbuds and wondering why it didn't sound good. And, you know, eventually figured out, you know, hey, I need a better mic. You know, if I want to sound like these folks, if I want to start making like you know, good content, it's like I, I believed in like what I was doing, you know, and I believe that it was good, but it just, it didn't have the execution. Um, and yeah, and just from practicing, uh, and like you said, I mean, you could go through my page and just start going through the videos and you could see the progression, um, you know, just like timing and, um, yeah, it just, it was just kind of learned by doing. 
I love that. And do you actually record uh, in in your phone in the TikTok app, or are you recording externally uh, and then sort of editing it and, and posting up? Or could you share a little bit about what your yeah, yeah, yeah. process so, is? Like? So for a long time, I always tried to do it in the app, right? And like up until like really recently, and still sometimes I will do it. I kind of have like a paranoid, um, not paranoid, but like a uh, a superstition that the videos in the app do better. I don't know. I, I mean, I hear from a lot of, it's not true, but like for whatever reason, the videos I do in the app frequently do better. And like, I've started to get better at editing. And so, um, so I am starting to do more videos like using like CapCut. you know, a lot of people use that and I, I'm really liking it. And like for doing YouTube videos too, for making a little bit more produced type content, um, but yeah, I use my iPhone. I just got the 13 and, you know, I, I'm finding you can make extremely quality videos. You know, so it's crazy what you could do with your phone. And I've just gotten like invested in mics and, oh yeah, I just set up some new lights and it's like my place is just looks like a studio at this point. Um, with ring lights and box lights and mics. And I got like, you know, two bins full of like, extensions and converting cables and you know it's yeah so that's phenomenal and how often are are you shooting are you sort of batching your content or have you Mm -hmm. developed that habit that every morning i need to you know make a new tiktok video or are you planning ahead a a little bit could you could you outline a a little bit about your process so that like that's what you should do (laughs) (laughs) there's no right or wrong answer here it works differently for everybody yeah. And that's, yeah, I'm just like kind of disorganized because it's like, okay, I'm doing a podcast. I'm doing a YouTube, I have my TikTok, And then you, it's just, it's so much like I could literally, I could do this full time so easily. And there's still always stuff that you can do, but I, I do try to have some system. And, and for me, it, it starts with writing. So like I try to write out you know, at first it starts with ideas, right? So if I have an idea, I write it down and then I go through those and I say, okay, which one, you know, I just kind of go by gun. Which one do I feel like doing this week? Some of them I've had from months ago and then I'll just start writing scripts. And for me, that is like the easiest part. Like I love writing. And so the scripts just come right out of my head and they're like 80% done. And then as I do it, I tweak it and, you know, go off a little bit off the cuff. So then once I have that, then I go to my least favorite part, which is filming, which is kind of crazy to me because like, if you were to ask me before, I'd be like, Oh my God, I would love to film and like do the acting or whatever. But like, it's such a chore for me. I don't, I don't know why, but I think it's just cause I'm like alone. And then I'm like dealing with the lights. And then if I'm trying to be too close on a script, like I'm not good at remembering like, if I try to do a minute, like you'll see like a lot of my videos, very few lately are like a minute straight of me talking and I do a lot of cuts and that's, I think it looks cool and it like it's engaging and stuff, but like a lot of it is just because otherwise I will take my mic or phone and I will throw it across the room because I'm kind of of a perfectionist, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, I've tried doing a whole minute and it, just, it takes so many and I'll be there for over an hour. Uh, so then I film. And then I like, I really enjoy the editing process. I, you know, like I would have never guessed that. I mean, it makes sense, you know, cause it's like, there's like that creative element and like the execution of it. And like, I just get lost in it. Sometimes I'd probably do too much just cause I'm, I lose all track of time, but I, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, so that's my process. It just, you know, it's like these steps and the one I get the most internal resistance on is the filming like yesterday, like I'm trying to do like on the weekends, I'm going to have these like film days. I'm just going to knock them out. And then through the week, I don't have to have that stress. Cause like the whole process on a video is like an hour and a half to three hours per video I do for TikTok, And, you know, I don't have time really during the week. And, you know, I like to get the videos out in the evening. And so I find that it's so much easier if I have videos ready to go. And then I could just edit it after work and just enjoy myself, you know, so that, that's the ideal. Does it always look like that? No. Um, like, yeah, like yesterday I was saying, I was trying to like film like three or four videos and I did like 
to one and a half, like all day, because I just like kept getting distracted and like, Oh, I can do this. Or oh, I'm going to edit this past video or I'm going to, I'm just like, like, I, like literally in my head, it was like, all right, bud, it's two o'clock. How's the filming going? And I'm just like, great. I'm just all like, <laughs> like that literally had that dialogue in my mm-hmm. head like three times to myself. All right. Yeah. You're going to do this. Like, all right, fine. You know, set the lights up and, you know, and I, I have some scripts ready, but yeah. So it looks something like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and has, has the type of content evolved as you've gotten better at this uh, and, and even more so based on how the response uh, from people as well, like, was it an immediate success for you or did you sort of find a, a topic uh, or category of content that really worked and then you sort of doubled down on it or yeah. what's your evolution of topics look like? Yeah, that's a good question. I, you know, I want to say, no, I was not an overnight success, but when you like, when you zoom out a little bit and you think about it, like I've been doing this for a little over a year, like that's crazy. Like it feels so, it feels like so long, but in the grand scheme of things, that's nothing. And I always think about that with TikTok. Everything is like, it, it everything is, is just quick. And it's like, it's like sugar highs, you know, it's like ups and downs and everything just happens really yeah, fast. Dope, dopamine like, hits. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Almost like a metaphor though, where it's like, you know, you can get a lot of views and then little, and then you could grow really fast, you know, just compared to the other social media where it's just more of a slow progression and it's just a slog and, you know, TikTok, it's a little different, but anyway, so like in the grand scheme of things, yeah, I, you know, blew up pretty quick after three, four months. And because you know, I could remember like my friends started to realize, like, I didn't tell anyone I was doing it. Like I told mm-hmm. no one. And then I started to like build like a little following, you know, you get to 10,000, you could go live or I don't remember what is a thousand. Right. And then, you know, then you're at 10,000 and then, you know, my friends show, oh, what are you at now? Oh, I'm at 10,000. Oh, I'm at 20,000. And then it just kind of exponentially grew. So, uh, as far as the content goes, you know, yeah, I think the response has shaped what I do, but I try not to let it that much. Mm-hmm. Like I try to just do what I like, like what mm-hmm. I think is cool, like what I think would be a value. And I, and it absolutely does shape people. And I've tried that and it doesn't really work that well, mm-hmm. you know, cause like I could do one video and this like formula and it does really well. And I've had that. And I have had that with some videos where like, I do like a two parter, which like, I don't love to do, you know, it's dirty, but like 20 million views. And I'm like, okay, well, like I got to, you know, and you know, and then it works until it doesn't. So I've had videos of like various kinds be successful, which I really like. Like, I don't want to be a one hit wonder and just do the same thing. You have one viral video and then I just try to recreate it for the rest of my life. Like I just, I'm just someone who likes variety, right? So some of the videos I do are, you know, purely educational. Some are more entertaining, comedic, and I like doing all of them or a blend of those. Um, you know, and some of the ideas that I had like early on, like I just posted a video yesterday that maybe for like three, four months I had written on my list of things to do. Like I'll just come up with these ideas. So it's really not that much different. Um, maybe like if you start going like four months, five months in, it was kind of the same concept, but then, yeah, of course it does evolve and, um, you know, getting inspiration from other people and getting inspiration from my clients, um, you know, and I, a lot of it comes from that too, is like the, my nine to five and doing therapy, you know, I have my little, like she, and sometimes a client, like you, like today, a client said something and then I like wrote it down of like, oh, this could be something, this could be valuable for other people. Like I could do a, a video on that, put it on my list. And some of them have been on there forever. Some of them I put on and do it right away, but yeah, something like that. That's, that's phenomenal. Um, what are, what have been some of the responses that you get from people? Because this is, this is, you're creating content that is so helpful and so meaningful to so many people. Like you have a million followers. I'm sure you're doing tens of millions of, of views per month, if not more than that. The comments I know can get overwhelming at times. Yeah. Are people reaching out to you? What, 
what are some of the responses that you've gotten of, of how your content has helped people? Uh, if you have any cool stories, I'd love to hear them. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. So I, I, I learn a lot. I, I, I like to say I've learned more in the last year or so than I've had any year prior. And that is because I put the content out and then I, I read the comments or I get emails and I see patterns, right, of what people are saying, what they struggle with, what they're having difficulty with. Um, what are the topics that are most popular and why is that? Uh, so I've learned a lot. And yeah, I get a ton of emails and it's pretty sad too. Like, I don't, I don't really get DMs on TikTok unless I'm like connected with the person. But I have, um, yeah, I get, you know, I keep my email public. So I get tons of people reaching out. Um, they want help. They want to see me. They have a situation. They want to run by me. So I, I see patterns in that. And I try to get back to everyone and like at least point them in some direction. Um, but yeah, I can't as a therapist. I can't, you know, it's liability and doing that. And a lot of therapists are probably more cautious than I am. Um, but I do have to be careful in giving advice and the way I give advice. And do I even call it advice? Um, you know, it's really more about, you know, you brought up a topic. Here's my experience and working with clients and my professional experience. I'm not telling you to go do that, but this, you know, this is just more information for you to make a decision, right? I don't know if I'm correct. I mean, this is just two lines from a live stream or an email that you're sending me. Um, yeah, I mean, I've connected, you know, some of my like early followers who've been there from day one, you know, I'm like more connected with and I've gotten to know them and, you know, they struggle and sometimes I'll try to help them out a little bit. You know, I'm more open to helping them or considering them more of a friend, even at this point, which is kind of crazy. Like I have like, you know, I'm like 35 and have internet friends, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's the world that we live in. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, you know, I always thought of that as like people playing video games, they're like lonely and they're chatting with someone in Russia or something like that. Right. And it's like, who knows if they're real or not. But yeah, it's like I actually have, you know, with, especially with other creators too. Um, but I mean, a couple, a couple ones that really stand out to me, you know, are people coming on my live stream and asking, and a lot of it's, a lot of it's with addiction. Um, a lot of it, yeah, some of those things people really reach out for and want the most help for is either their addiction, more often an addiction of a family member or a family member struggling with mental health. But I remember one person who, you know, you know, they come in my live stream and they're like, I can't stop drinking. Like, I'm like, okay, well here, when people come to me and ask me, here's what I tell them. And what's interesting too, is like, now it's like automatic because I get some of the same questions. So I have these narratives already, like for let's say in a live stream where I could answer that question. Here's my answer that I'll typically give. Um, and so it's made me think about these things more so that I could give people better info. So then I think I told her, Hey, like, this is my recommendation. You know, when people are in this situation, she goes, thanks so much. A week later, Hey, I followed your advice. I'm a week sober. Wow. Right. Wow. And then, and then I think she came back to me months later, Hey, I'm still sober. You remember me? I'm like, yeah, I remember you. That's amazing. Right. So, you know, I don't, you know, I, I don't like think about it that much. You know, it's weird because you're like, oh my God, you're helping so many people. And of course that's what I want, but it's really like, you know, I, I'm just like doing what I want to do. You know, I'm, I love educating. So I'm, I'm just like doing what I, and I don't, I, I probably don't grasp the, the degree and how my content is, helping people or relating with people um, until they, until I start seeing those reminders, because it's like, like, you know, it's like my content's been seen more than like a Super Bowl. you know, it's like, it's insane. Like, and I don't think about it. I'm like, yeah, it's absolutely insane. Um, and so I don't realize the impact until people tell me, right. Cause I'm, you know, quote, helping people every, I'm in this helping profession. And it's kind of been funny too, is like a lot of people who, 
are really into my content are people who are in the field, other like therapists and clinicians, like yeah. they just find it funny because they could relate with what I'm saying. And then clients find it funny because they could relate. Some of them get pissed off, you know, but like considering the type of content I do, it's like a little bit more on the edge than what a therapist or medical professional would be comfortable doing. Like I definitely ride that edge sometimes. But and it's, like dark it's real. It's real though. I think that's what makes it so powerful yeah. and, and cuts through the noise, right? Like there's, there's plenty of uh, behavioral health experts on the platform now as the platform gets adopted by more and more educators, but no one is really at your level. And I think that's because of how real that you're able to get with it. You're not sugarcoating anything. Yeah. You're, you're saying it as it is, right? You're, you're speaking your truth, speaking your mind. Yeah. And everything I say, I mean, I do believe, and I, and I, you know, and people have been a little critical and, you know, sometimes I posted stuff looking back where I'm like, no, that was incorrect, you know, and I'll try to correct that the best I can. So I want to put like good info out. I try not to cut corners, even though like I want to, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, all right, fine. I'm going to go like research this and okay. I was right. And then sometimes like, oh, maybe I need to tweak it a little bit. Um, you know, most of the stuff is coming from my head, you know, things that I've learned. And uh, yeah. So, I mean, with the comedy, it's tough because, and that's what I love the most and why I continue to ride the edge a bit is because not many people combine mental health and addiction with comedy because it's so devastating, <laughs> you know, like it's, you know, it's tragic, you know, mental health, it's people struggle with it, but, but I really believe in like that, people appreciate that, right? Because people aren't willing to do that, right? And like, I've always believed in like seeing the humor and tragedy. And the thing with like mental health and addiction is there is so much humor in it. You know, it's like the more tragedy, the more humor, just like the behavior, like, and I've been there. I'm like, I've had addiction, mental health issues, right? And so like, there's just certain things that we do that like you could kind of poke fun of and I don't do it in a mean malicious way, but sometimes people are just not in a place where they can handle that. You know, like most people would say with like some like borderline personality disorder where it's like you're inherently a more sensitive person. Right. But there's so much humor that comes from the behaviors. And I think sometimes it's triggering when I like joke about it. And I tell people, look, I joke with love, like, like, I really care about you folks. Like I want to help. Like I work with a ton of folks with, you know, let's say BPD and, you know, I, you know, I love working with you guys. You know, so there's a lot of stigma around these things. So then I think people project that and my content, I'm joking. Oh, you're stigmatizing it. And it's not what I'm trying to do. Right. And so I, I'd say in the grand scheme of things, like given the content I do, I would have probably guessed that more people would be offended than actually are. So like the response has been overwhelmingly positive. And then there are some people and I hate that. Honestly, like I really, it really makes me sad when people don't take it the right way. And, you know, I'll see someone maybe duet something like, I really like this guy, but you know, this one really hurt me. You know, and I try to like reply and be like, look, I, I am sorry. Cause like, I really am like, I don't want you to take it that way. Um, I want this to be fun. I want this to be funny. I want this to be satirical. You know, I want us to be able to laugh at our pain sometimes. Um, and so I really do feel bad and I don't want, but, I, but at the end of the day, I, I, you know, I believe in what I'm doing and I love what I'm doing and other people find it positive. And at some point it's like, look, if you can't handle it, you know, it's like, just move on. And, you know, I'm not for you or I'm not for you right now. You know, when you're in a place where you're not struggling as much, um, you know, come back. And I think you'll find, you know, you'll be able to take it a little differently. Um, so I am overall happy with how it's been received and that there haven't been too many people really offended. I mean, it's the internet. So of course you'll get a lot of negative, but I don't know. The comments are overwhelmingly positive. Like I'm like to the point I'm shocked. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. It, it kind of comes with uh, well, both the nature of the game, right? When you're reaching that many people, 
it's almost impossible to, to please every single person. Yeah. I think as the, as the, there's a saying that goes in order to become president, you have to be hated by half of the country. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and even more so how divided the uh, addiction recovery community is. I mean, you have the complete abstinence sobriety side yeah. of things, yeah. and then you have the medication assisted treatment side of things and all of these other forms of, of recovery as, as well, but it's really a divided community. So you say one thing on one side, the other side is, is already combative just due to the nature of it, rather than being together and saying, Hey, you know, we're, we're recovering here. We're recovering in our own way. It's just the indoctrination of, of their form of recovery that I found. So it's, you're doing a great job overall. Yeah. You know, and I, try to be balanced because I know, like, you know what I mean? Like I know what people are going to say. So I try to like address it in the video before they could kind of, cause I know it's like, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're going to say. You're going to be upset. So I'm going to clarify. And that's a hard part with like trying to do something in a minute. And that like, that's been one of the biggest struggles because I could freaking talk forever about any of these things. So it's like, it's been a huge discipline to keep something in under a minute. Um, so how do I address that? How do I, you know, show like, how do I display what I truly think about something? Cause like, yeah, for something like what you just mentioned, yeah, absolutely. It's like, for me, it's like stuck in the middle because, you know, I'm someone who believes in abstinence-based recovery, the 12 steps. However, I, there are some things I'm critical of about it, even though like that has been something that's helped me personally and helped a ton of people that I know, but then also I'm a professional, right? And most of the clients who I see for addiction I'm not, I don't even recommend like that, you know? So I try to be balanced and like some people it's like, there's just a, I don't know, there's a big loss of nuance in our culture. So I try to bring that nuance and I think people respond better to that to say, Hey, here are the pros and cons of this. Here are the pros and cons of that. And remember that, you know, this isn't, you know, every approach is not right for everybody. Right. So trying to bring that nuance. And so, you know, I, you know, and I know it's controversial and every, every once in a while I poke the bear with a stick and, you know, try to, you know, like when I talk about things, I talk a lot about like sex positivity, um, critical of some of the ways we view, let's say sex addiction or porn addiction, you know, and trying to be balanced or how we view infidelity. And so, I know I'm poking the bear with the stick on some of those things, but I also want people to think about it and I want to challenge the way they think about it. And sometimes let's say, you know, when I'm talking about, let's say porn addiction, where it's like, Hey, only this percentage of the population struggle with it yet. This many people use it. Hey, it's like alcohol where many, many people are able to use it safely, but there is a percentage of the population where it's life ruining. Right. So how do I acknowledge both of those things, but also saying, Hey, maybe it is, overblown in our minds and maybe it is because of societal stigmas that make more people think that it's an issue because we don't talk about it right so challenging some of the prevailing narratives and in mental health and addiction there are some very you know uh well trotted out narratives that never get challenged and you know it just becomes like a consensus on an issue where it's like not even scientific, right? It's, it's, you know, more moral. And I believe in a lot of it, but some of it I push back on even against, you know, my fellow creators, because like going back to what you were saying before, there is a huge temptation to go along with the narratives that form with creators and, you know, people who follow mental health and addiction. And, you got to be careful because that will start to shape because, Oh, I'm getting the views and the feedback and right. And so then you curate your content for that, which I think is okay to agree. Like this is what people want to hear about. If you want to share about it and whatever, that's fine. But I think, you know, there needs to be a little bit more pushback on the narrative. So I've gotten a little bit of trouble there and I don't know, but overall, I mean, I don't know, maybe some of my peers are just kind of like, don't like me, but um I don't know. I mean, it's been positive, you know, connecting with you know, folks on, you know, other creators and they've been positive and we try to support each other and each other's content. And I know there's some people that maybe don't like or agree with what I do. And, but I, you know, I am really reflective of what I'm doing. And sometimes when I push the line or sometimes, 
you know, I will find myself like, let's say making a statement that's more absolute at the beginning, or maybe something that isn't as conscientious because I want to get that hook, right. I'm, you know, it's like less nuanced, like everybody struggle, you know, or like something like that. And I look back, I'm like, uh, oh, that wasn't really probably the best way to do it. You know, so I, I have to be really reflective. And when people are critical, I really do take that into consideration. And sometimes at the end, I'm like, you know what, I believe what I did was right. I did the right thing. I know it's not, everyone's going to love it. And then sometimes I'm like, you know what, I could have done better. You know, I, I could have said something better. And, you know, and these criticisms are legit. So I have learned a lot that way too. And, um, but I, I, I really think that we have to be careful about that content curation and, and just going with the flow of the narratives because that just leads to groupthink and people not challenging. It's like, there's no intellectual challenge in that. So it, it's, you know, so you gotta, you know, I gotta be mindful of that. Where at the beginning too, I kind of found myself doing that. I'm like, oh, that's what people want to, okay, I'll talk about this. I'll fit in with the narrative to whatever degree and hope I get views. But I find when I do that, it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, I think there's something maybe disingenuous to that. And so I just try to keep my head down. And if I have a video that gets low views or something, I, I try to look at it critically. And be, okay, why was that? Is it in the way what I was saying, where I was sitting, what I the way I presented it. Um, and sometimes I'll make a video and be like, okay, I got low views, but you know what? F it. I think it's good. I like that. I'm going to leave it up. Other people will appreciate it. Even if it didn't get all those views, sometimes just what the algorithm, the mood it's in, you know, sometimes I'll have periods. You're saying with those views or many times I don't have nearly that many views and sometimes it'll be crazy. Um, sometimes it'll get in these slumps where it's like clear. The algorithm is not your, in your favor. You know, like recently I've been in, you know, kind of a slump where it's like, okay, these videos normally would have gone viral and I just got to wait for the tide to turn. And, you know, those same types of videos will then do better and I could repost them later if I want. When I'm, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a balance, right? Yeah. That, that's really good. And um, I want to dive a little deeper there on, sure. on your thoughts on the TikTok algorithm and how that's constantly evolving what you're seeing um, both previously and, and currently as well of how you're actually structuring the content to sort of make sure that the algorithm picks it up or, or make sure even before the algorithm picks it up that viewers are engaging with it, right? Increasing that watch time, starting with that opening hook mm -hmm. and, you know, how you're actually going about structuring that, that content. If you're thinking about that, in the script writing phase or how you're actually executing everything? Yeah, I think it just become natural over time. Like I don't always consciously think about it. I just know, right? Like I, at the beginning, I know I have to, I have to have that hook and it's not like dis, like not, it's not like disingenuous either. It's like, you know, like I just know, of course, you know, people are scrolling and yeah, the attention span is pretty terrible on there. You got to kind of stop that scroll immediately. Yeah. yeah, it is. And, you know, and it's fun to do. Like, I don't have to change things that much, but I, I, I think I've, it's just, I've been naturally shaped to do that and have it continued engagement and not be boring, you know? So it's like a challenge in a good way. It's just like you end up making better content because, you know, people often speak with their feet, you know, like if they walk out, right, it's like, Sometimes it's like, you know, it's like music where, uh, you know, it's like popular music, right? Where like most people like, so is that actually better music? Well, by some measures, yeah. Like the corniest pop music is the most people like it, but then you have like kind of obscure, like jazz geniuses or something like that, where like most people wouldn't like it, but then there's a percentage of the population that like loves it and thinks it's like brilliant and genius. Right. So it's, it's like, where do you, where do you fit? And so some of the content, I'm not like by any means saying it's like genius or anything like that, but some of the stuff, it's like, I know that a, a segment of people will really appreciate this and maybe it won't generalize to a larger crowd. And, and that's, and sometimes that's okay. And I kind of the philosophy I try to force on myself is like, do what you love, do what feels good, you know, and try, and I say like, you know, even if the views aren't there, like keep your head down. Don't pay attention as much to that because then it becomes disingenuous and automatically people 
will not connect with you, or I'm doing things that are pushing my own morals to get views. And that doesn't feel good either. Right. I gotta be careful. Yeah. I want to pivot here into the monetization and and business side of things for, for a moment. Now I know you're not using TikTok to actually acquire patients and clients for yourself. Mm. Could you talk about how you're, uh, the different ways that you're monetizing the platform, monetizing your views, monetizing your authority and, um, and personal brand right now? Sure. Um, yeah, like never the point was to like make a bunch of money directly from it. You know, it's like kind of phase one, if I'm like thinking from a business lens is like just, build a following, get, you know, get your name out there, like get a, get a brand going and then the rest will follow. And now this year I am trying to focus a little bit more on, okay, how do I monetize? Cause I'm spending like 20 to 30 hours a week, my free time doing this. And granted it's a labor of love, but you know, Hey, how can I start turning this into something? Because if I could do that, then I'm able to dedicate more. I could justify dedicating more time to doing this. So the question is, how can I do this as much as possible? But there are other things that I like. I, mean, I still like being a therapist. I like being a you know, clinic manager, housing coordinator, like all these random things that I do. I still like it. But how can I do more of what, I'm, what I really love? Um, and so I think that what TikTok is good you know, compared to like a YouTube or something that pays more per views is it gets you visible, right? So if I got a video going viral, you know, it's like, the more emails start coming my way and um, you know, more opportunities. So I've you know, done a couple brand deals and, you know, making videos for folks and partnering and, you know, so that can be fairly lucrative um, and finding new ways to monetize. Uh, but then like, you know, the end goal eventually would be, you know, getting those books out, um, yeah, doing a, you know, a course or something, you know, something like that. Um, and, you know, be able to make it more of a business in that way. That's kind of my plan, I guess. Yeah, that's good. Uh, has your book actually launched yet or is it still in the process? No, it's one of those things I've been working on for like three years on and yeah, off. Sure. So it's just uh-huh. like finding the motivation to do it. Um, and then like, I'm kind of a perfectionist and stuff, but I think, you know, like I've, I've basically had like 90% of it done for like a year, you know, and it's just kind of putting the finishing touches on it before I, you know, then I got to decide, do I submit it to publishers? Do I, um, you know, do I self publish it? Do I turn it in itself into a course? But I have like all these book ideas over the years that I want to do. So it's like, I kind of want to get this one done so I could like move on to the next thing. But like, I'm the king of doing that, of like doing something like three quarters of the way and then getting excited by the next shiny object. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. Like, no, dude, just. This is the ADHD way. (laughs) 100%. 100%. Uh, I think like all creators have it for some reason. Oh but, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> you know, so just get this shit done. Um, and we'll see, we'll see if it goes anywhere, see if anyone wants to pick it up. But like, yeah, year one is like, if I'm looking at that business lens is like build, just forget about money, build a foundation, build a following, you know, hit those goals, hit a million followers, get verified. You know, like these are the the more meaningful things to build a foundation. And then when I do go to submit that book, you know, nowadays, you know, it's not about, it's not always about the content of what you do, but like who you are, like for better or worse. It's like, you kind of have to have both, you know, where it's like, like I was actually, I was talking with a friend uh, the other day and she auditioned for the voice twice. She's like a musician. And both times she got like really far to that last step and she was telling me at one point they were, you know, they were like listening to her sing while they were scrolling her socials. Right. So like, it's like not really. Exact. Yeah. So it's like, you have to like be able to have a good voice. Right. But then they also look at, right. How many views can we get? Do they have a following? Will the following come watch the show? You know, do they have proof of concept? Because yeah, nowadays everything is so social media brand focus influencer. Um, so it's like, you, kind of have to have both to some degree. I mean, I'm sure the book is really good. Maybe some people pick it up, but that's what I was saying. Like at the very beginning, that was, 
the because the beginning like that was the idea sort of was like do it for business purposes but then really quickly it turned into something else and I realized what I'm doing is it's not about money it's not about you know it's about yeah just re, you know getting reach as many people as possible and two is just like scratching this creative itch that I've had that I've never been able to find an outlet for Yeah. I think that's, that's why you've had so much success to be honest is because you're just giving, you're giving so much valuable information away for free. And I think that's a a problem that a lot of, that I see on a lot of business TikTok accounts that haven't had that much success where they're, they're sort of floundering. They've been on it for maybe a couple months and they're selling too much. To be frank, every video that they put out is like an infomercial and it's less so about who they're trying to reach and, and more so about them. I'd love to hear your thoughts uh, and advice for anybody listening for the business owner that maybe hasn't given TikTok uh, a, a chance yet, or the, the business owner that's been on there for a little bit and they've had, they haven't had any traction. What advice would you give them? Yeah, it's tough. And I th- I'm guessing it's like the more creators is a, you know, is it harder to build an account now than before? I mean, I don't know, but um, I guess like if I had to think about it. I say like, you know, think about why you do what you do, right? Why are you in this line of work? You know, what is the underlying passion there and try to provide value for that person and not necessarily just try to sell because that that'll come. Right. And I mean, I don't know whether it's a beauty product or, you know, just try to connect with people, try to connect with them emotion. I think a lot of it's emotion too. It's like, how do you feel watching this video? Are you, is it funny? Is it entertaining? Like, does it, you know, what does it feel when you watch that? Um, does it get you excited? You know, so how can you connect with, with people's emotions? And yeah, again, I don't have as much experience as far as like the doing something to sell. But I think if you keep that secondary and you make the content first and create quality and provide value and build that foundation, then the rest may come later. You know, then you could start selling and you don't have to sell because people are going to know what you're doing and they're your audience is then connecting with you for a reason because it's something they're interested in. And, you know, eventually, you know, so yeah, I guess just do what you love and do what you're passionate about, I guess is maybe it's a little cliche, but you know, and then as far as just like execution goes, it's, you can, yeah, you kind of, you know, when we talked before I was thinking like, you know, if I'd like go back and do it again, Although this is although this is something I did as far as like going back and doing it again, it'd be like lights, yeah, sound, you make it look professional. But TikTok, you don't you don't want to make it too professional. Sometimes some people get away with it, but I, I find that like it, it it doesn't go with that TikTok vibe. You know, it's like use don't use the fancy letters, you know, because then they're like, oh, they didn't make it in TikTok. Right? There is, I think, something to be said about not trying too hard as people pick up on that too, but you know, you still want to have, right. Like when you start scrolling TikTok, you'll know immediately if someone has a following and then subconsciously you're thinking like, okay, if this video is like dark and dingy and doesn't sound good and they're talking slowly and you know, you're, you're finding yourself cause you'll notice that you'll want to scroll real quick, you know, and then that's something you could learn of why that is and go back and watch, okay, why is it that I, it didn't connect with me right away emotionally? Why did I, why did I scroll away 10 seconds in, you know, was it just kind of too slow or breaks? So a lot of times it's not always what you say, it's how you say it. So make it look like half decent. Um, But then I think, you know, the, probably one of the biggest helps in some ways is consuming content. And, you know, you don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, but I get an inspiration all the time from watching other people's content. I don't, I'm not big on trends. You know, even people are like, you should do more. And I'm just like, sometimes you if I'm really do it inspired, just fine without the trends. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, sometimes I think it's fun to challenge and put a twist 
if it really hits and not try to force it, you know, cause you see people try to force it and like the words come up too quickly and they like leave too quickly. And you're like, all right, you just tried to put too much into a three second video to like match a trend to what you're trying to communicate. But still there's other ways to get inspiration from watching other people's content. And I, I think of it like this, like, like a lot of people like do just copy stuff and they, do well doing it, but it's like, are you going to really feel good? Or maybe you just don't give a shit. Right. And you're just like yeah. kind of business focused. And, Not really authentic to you. Yeah. I mean, there's some people too. And it's like one dude that like is in our space, you know, behavioral health who just started copying videos and, you know, and I, I don't know for sure, but a lot of people are saying like, you know, he's kind of leveraging that to make money, putting people in treatment, which is like illegal. Now, I don't know. I'm not going to say his name and I don't know if he's actually, you know, it's a serious allegation, but I mean, the dude legitimately copied one of my videos word for word. I've never seen anything like it. You know, that one of my videos. (laughs) I think I know who it is. uh, I'll chat with you about it afterwards. I'm, I'm, I'm curious if it's who I think it is, but um, probably, I mean, not many people go are that blatantly shameless. I but, think I actually saw your video where you called them out on it. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that's that one. But, uh, you know, it, so it's like, yeah, you can go that route and maybe you should go that route, right? Of like doing what works for other people, put your people do really well with that. And sometimes it's funny. I have some friends on there who I love their content and it's all based on taking a trend and how do you make it mental health focused and, and it sometimes works. Um you know, so you could, yeah. So, I mean, that's one way you could go about it as well, but, you know, learning from, I guess what I was just trying to say is, yeah, just learn from other people's content. Oh, what I was trying to get at is right. Like I love to cook. Like that's one of my favorite hobbies. Right. And before, you know, like it's really important sometimes at the beginning, right. That I shouldn't be deviating from recipes at the beginning. Right. I should learn how to cook something like based on a recipe from another chef, you know, or something like that, right? Not that I'm a chef per se, but you learn something and you take all this information in from the people who know what they're doing. And then once it's in your head, then you're able to innovate and be creative, right? So that information is coming in, but it doesn't have to come out in the same way. It could be in your own way and it may not even connect you may not even be able to make a direct connection to where you saw something but it's you could create your own original thing from all this aggregated knowledge that you have of seeing thousands and thousands of videos right it's you know it, like you're saying at the beginning you're like how did i get better at this you know it's like well hours and hours and hours of consuming content and making content and seeing what works. And, you know, it's fine. I posted like a video the other day, like a repost of a video, like did pretty well, but like I went and it was, I don't know, maybe from like six, nine months ago or something. And I'm just like, yeah, just like how I was presenting it, how like the timing of it was just so much different the lighting. And, you know, it's like, wow, like I've definitely, you don't really realize it until you go back and look, it's like losing weight. Like you don't really notice it because it's like slow. And then all of a sudden you look in the mirror and your friends are like, Whoa, dude, you lost a lot of weight. You know, it it happens gradually. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I'm pretty damn good at this. Sweet. Yeah. Evan, as someone who inspires millions of people with your content on TikTok every month, who inspires you and what are some of your favorite creators on the app, whether they're related to you or just like in a totally different niche or or space, who are some of your favorite creators you like to watch? Yeah. So like a lot of the content I like to consume most is outside of mental health. Although like, I think it is important to see what my peers are doing. And, you know, I've learned from a lot of them who are further along than me. Um, You know, and a lot of them, I do really enjoy their content. Um, but I don't know, like, I like a lot of the comedians, you know, and there's some of the comedy ones, you know, like PD USA, if you've ever seen him. Love PD. Like, oh my gosh. So <laughs> his little like universe is wild. <laughs> yeah. Or like Charlie Barron's and stuff like that. I can't get enough of his stuff. You know, if you're a Midwesterner, especially, um, I don't know. I watch all like history too. Like I, like I love like some of the history podcasters. 
Um, so really weird. I could like have them like I, I could watch these folks and then decide just like I don't pick up on their handle <laughs> where it's like, wait, I know them really well, but like, wait, what's their handle again? Um, yeah. So I like get some history podcasts that I really, or not podcast history uh, creators. Um, some of the, like, yeah, some of there's like some of the other community, like, you know, like basic starter kit is. You're coming across. He's like, he like no, recently had some that. videos go viral, like the TikTok creator awards, you know, for like worst creators or something like that. He did this, oh, like, that's like, funny. fake Oscar series. And then he did like the Karen gym training. He just, he, he got on a, a hot streak for a minute, but like, he's someone I connected with a long time ago that I really like and appreciate their content. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know too many. I could be, it's one of those things I could hard to think about, but I could probably list a thousand people who I really follow and appreciate what they do and learn from them. Yeah. I do learn a lot from my other creators too. Like, you know, Dr. Patrick Kennedy, who does like ADHD stuff, like some of these real whiz, you know, it's like, for me, it's like, I know like a pretty good amount about a lot. Right. I'm not like a huge specialist. Probably addiction would be the thing I really know most about. Um, and a couple other topics where I maybe peak a little bit higher in knowledge, but you know, some of the real specialists who are like, you know, I had like distilled science on my podcast. It's nothing to do with mental health. We just talked about COVID and you know, some of the yeah, science-based ones too. But there's a you know, there's a lot. That's phenomenal. Evan, this was, this was so great. Thank so much valuable information and insight here. I, I can't thank you enough for sharing it with me and sharing it with all of the listeners here. How can people get a hold of you or watch your content uh, if they want to learn more and dive deeper in? Where would you like to direct people? Yeah, I would say, you know, TikTok is the obvious, you know, where I have the most content up and I'd say check out my YouTube. I'm really trying to invest more in that where I could like go deeper into some of these topics. Um, so check that out too. But if you go to my TikTok, you know, there's the link tree in the bio connects to everything. My website, I have my email on there. So it's it's open, you know, you could reach out to me and, you know, I probably will get back. It may take a while, but I'll, I'll get back to you, you know, and direct you, whatever you want to do, but yeah. That's awesome. And I'll have uh, all these links in the show notes uh, of this episode. Evan, thank you so much uh, again for, for jumping on business talk with me. I appreciate it. Any final words? No, man, I, I appreciate you having me on. And, you know, I think it's funny, like when creators connect, it kind of starts off with like, you know, you follow me, I follow you. And then you comment on something like, you know, and then, it, then eventually someone asks someone else on their podcast. Right. So, um, you know, you come up on my page all the time for a reason, you know, so I've gotten a lot of value, uh, from your content as well. So I appreciate that. And oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Business Talk. If you feel like you're ready to get started on TikTok, I have a completely free TikTok checklist that you can find in the show notes and description of this episode. If you found this episode inspiring, consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening platform. I know that's a lot to ask of you, but it really does help the podcast reach more people. Do you have any feedback about the show or a guest you'd like to recommend? Email me at podcast at socialtypro.com. Until next time.